Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Way podcast with Dusty. Uh, this is part two because um, some interrupted part one. So here we go. Part two. Uh, difficulties. Oh, woo. Yeah, not wanting to go in public is probably a huge difficulty that... Um, like, I remember the first... I, I talked about this before, how cool it was. I went to Disneyland, and I got off Space Mountain, and there was a big group of people, and it felt like for the first time, nobody was looking at me. Like, I wasn't this uh, person out of the crowd that was like, oh, what? Like, I got that look. I mean, when you're... Um, like I, I've been big my whole life, so I'm almost used to it, especially going in high school, you just get that look and some, some folks get used to it. So it's not like that surprise look, but kind of that first impression is always, uh, oh, he's big. And so when I got upwards of about four, when I got over 400 pounds, it was pretty obvious that when I walked into a room, there was a consensus of people looking at me because of my weights. And especially when I got over 500 pounds, it was, um, like I remember being a 375 pounds walking into a subway and a little girl like pulling on um, her mom in line. And it was this little kid, probably four or five years old, looking up like I was a uh, monster. Like she had this look like I was Godzilla. Like we know you see Godzilla, the look on your face. Like I, it was shocking. Um, and her tugging on her mom saying he's so big. And me just pretending to ignore it um, just so I can get on with it. So, like, that look of always being looked at, that worry, that concern, that, that ensuring that your shirt is tucked down enough, that you're wearing loose enough clothing, that nothing is hanging out and you're, you're trying to hide. Like, we talk about tying shoes, difficult. Um, you know, basic hygiene, difficult. Um, just going out in public and not causing attention, um, a, a huge, like the, the stress of just going out in public is, is huge, especially working a front facing job. I worked a front facing job, a customer service job for so many years that that was used oftentimes when a customer had a complaint or there was an issue like, yeah, why don't you go get on a treadmill? Like it's almost like the general public had access to ridicule and they still do now. It's almost like I invited myself to get even more ridicule or stared at because I'm on social media. But I mean, I opened myself up to someone having an immediate uh, dig at me that was visual. Like it, it, you can't see a lot of stuff that folks deal with internally, like mental health wise. But if we knew like, yeah, go take care of that anxiety. You're like, you, you can't see a physical representation of that anxiety, but if someone deals with it and it's obviously something that's seen, you're vulnerable because someone could just call it out. It's kind of that way with being obese and being overweight is you feel this ability from the general public to call you out or make an opinion uh, about your appearance. Um, like that, that's why I avoided the doctor and that's why I didn't go to the doctor. Cause I knew that immediately I knew what he would ask and I knew what he would say. I knew what he would have to say in regards to my weights. And so like I resisted going to the doctor, uh, simply because of that visual obviousness, um, and just being in the general public. So, you know, one of the great things about, <coughs> excuse me, one of the great things about, 
that Disneyland trip is that I felt like I went to Disneyland. I'm standing off of Space Mountain and just getting on Space Mountain, first of all, is a, a big win, big victory, but getting off and sitting at the ride photos area and walking and just not, no kids were staring up in awe and amazement. There was no one stopping and giving a side eye, sad, uh, side glance. I know what it looks like when someone sees something and they want to see it again. Um, they they kind of do that. I'm looking somewhere else, but I'm going to take a quick glance with their eyes. I know what that all looks like. Um, shout out to all the guys in the gym. I see you and it's obvious. Okay. It's obvious when you're trying to look at a girl and it's actually quite comical for someone like me that's sitting on a treadmill or on a Stairmaster. You look around and I'm like, why is this guy acting funny? It's like, oh, okay. He's probably trying to, mm, okay. that may... It's obvious. So just know that it's obvious and that you're not being in... inconspicuous. Uh, it's very obvious. And so that same feeling, that same kind of vibe, I guess, is is the same thing of me going in public you know, the weight that I was over 400, you know, over 375 is just that worry and concern that brings such a amount of stress relief. There is so much more of a, um, you're just not burdened as much. If like, it's a self-imposed burden. I understand to where like, it's your perception. Some can be over that weight and not care. But it's very difficult to not care because if someone's constantly looking at you, always having comments, it's hard to just ignore that or walk away from it. So I say that, and honestly, like I wonder if this can be like a multiple part. Let's highlight for the next five or eight minutes a grievance or an issue or a problem that I had being over, say, 375 pounds, and that's pretty much around where I've always been my entire life. I'm not saying, you know, I was 12, I was over that, but I was three, 300 pounds when I was 12 years old, or I, I remember I was in fifth grade, and the, the, the one of the kids said, you're the fat, fattest kid in school, and I think I was 300 pounds at that point. Like, I was, I, I've been big my entire life. I think I'm getting that right. Either 200 or 300. I, I, I was the biggest kid in school, pretty much. And so, going over those different uh, experiences, hopefully can provide some context and maybe one of them that I do, one of them you can identify with and say, man, I've experienced that too. And I don't want to. And that somehow, some way can um, motivate that find a way mentality inside of saying, you know what? I experienced that very same thing and I don't want to, and I've got to continue to push through. And, um, you know, maybe one of the experiences, I think it's not going to be like a consecutive, like this, what you'll notice is a part one that a part two. Um, I, I think I'll intermix them, uh, with episodes and, uh, just kind of give you a, a glimpse into, you know, say if you're someone that just listens to this for, for the motivational mindset, maybe you haven't struggled being obese your entire life, maybe get, giving you some context on, why for some, the surgery is the option because it's the entire life of struggling with it and hopefully getting a tool and an opportunity um, to get through it. So um, hopefully that helps. Hopefully this encourages you on your journey. Um, just want to say a special shout out to you, uh, the listener, uh, just for listening to this. I uh, have a handful of you that are consistent listeners and I just appreciate it. Um, hoping it helps and guides you on your journey. Hopefully I'll have a, a good update on the baby soon. Uh, we are in week 34 and, um, uh, it's, um, man, this pregnancy has been rough, <laughs> lack of better words. It's, uh, 
This man, you know what? I would say the past 12 months have probably been the most trying 12 months since I started my journey. Uh, and boy, oh boy, um, uh, I'd be in a lot worser. That's not a word. I'd be in a lot more trouble if I didn't address a lot of things when I started my journey. So if you're having a tough time addressing some things, you got to address some things because you never know, seven years down the road, seven years since you started your journey, you're going to experience the toughest 12 months. You, you don't, maybe in 10 years from when you start, you're going to experience the toughest. And the very thing that's tough um, or the very avenue on why you got to your top weight is essentially what is at the forefront 10 years or for me, seven years later. And if I didn't learn anything to start, I'd be a lot worse off. It's not that I say I'm, I'm impeccable and I'm doing fine. I am just, it, it's a struggle, struggle bus, absolute struggle bus. Um, uh, a quick glimpse, and maybe this will be a future episode. I got to roll, but the things that have always worked, it seems like ever since I've either turned a certain age or at some point, things that have always worked, haven't worked much anymore. So the stamina endurance that I've had to do hit workouts, it, it's just, it's not there as much. And maybe because I'm running, like I'm trying to do an assessment of what's going on, but I've always eaten the same things. I've always had the same things. And yet I work out the same, I eat the same, yet the scale's up. It's a little frustrating, especially being in a position of being a motivator and inspire for the weight loss journey, conquering the things that I've conquered and to see things that I'm just like, how? Like, I've, I don't know how many times I've said to my wife in the past six months, how? Step on the scale, I'll look down and go, how? Like, I'm not doing anything different. I've, how? So, um, continue to follow along as I figure out how, my friends, because uh, I've figured out how for seven years and it seems like, oh, seven years later, I've, I've arrived, oh, I'm, I haven't arrived, I'm still... I'm still ha I'm still going through the how, um, but um, I just got back from the gym and that's a good step. I've got the good stuff in the house and I'm, I'm sticking to plan. That's good. I'm um, just got to figure out the how and we go from there. So that's it. That's all on this part two of what it's like to be over, be obese, experience obesity, what it's like, a little capture, a little picture in. So. That's it. That's all. I will talk to you on the next episode. Take care.